Hi guys, welcome to episode two of That's Business Bitches. I'm Nathan from Nathan Lashes and I'm joined with... I'm Chloe from the Stripe Society. So this episode is all about unpopular opinions. So we love an unpopular opinion and we both put out on our Instagrams to hear your guys' unpopular opinions. But we're also going to state a few of our own. So let's go. Okay, so my first one please nobody come for me nobody smash my car or like anything like that but my unpopular opinion is that unless you are qualified or experienced within social media and marketing you shouldn't be giving your marketing tips as gospel I agree (laughs) okay good (laughs) right fun fact me and Chloe have just filmed this full podcast like an hour before and it went recording so I'm trying to be very enthusiastic. I'm going to be very enthusiastic and just like the first one. Um, no, I, I do agree. Um, so it depends on what area you're in. So I can say things about my social media, what work for my industry, which is the lash industry, but I can't mm. say you need to do this, you need to do that because that works for me. And I've run yeah. several pages where something's works for one but not for the other so it's like you sort of have to just get in there and try yourself to see what works best for your account mm-hmm. or i wouldn't follow rules too um strictly about you need to do this you've got to do this many story posts and this many reels and stuff like that um because that works for that individual but yeah as a whole it depends doesn't it, it depends on your yeah. audience it depends on you know what people go to your page for so you know like my page I feel like is very like sort of like sassy and sarcastic funny sort of humor so like if I were going on there and I were like I don't know five things clients need to know before having their eyelashes done I don't think that would work very well for me because I'm not a very like strict page and it's it's not it's educational but do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's you, not... if you were to do that, you would be like, bring me chocolate, like, bring yeah. me five coffees. Like, you, that would be your spin on it. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely don't want to offend anyone when I say that. But I think the issue that I see a lot, oh, I feel like I've got deja vu. I feel like I've had this conversation <laughs> before. <laughs> no, I think the issue that I see a lot is um, big brands and as I was saying before, um, there was a page in America, it was a nail page, and they were giving social media advice and they were saying you need to post um, three reels a day, uh, seven days a week. And whilst that might work for them, although quite frankly, I have no idea how it works for them, um, that just shouldn't work, but that's fine. Um, I think it can be really disheartening for people that are following their advice as gospel and as fact and then aren't seeing the same results. Um, I run 11 Instagram pages and I don't do the same thing for anyone at all. And all but two of them are lash pages, either salons or product lines. Um, And some of them are one client, but two or three different pages. But it doesn't mean that I do the same on all of them. Um, I think you can give advice and you can be honest about what works for you. But I just don't like seeing companies saying you need to do this to do this and to do that. And you need to post this many reels and this many times a day. I've, I've seen uh, lash brands say that you need to post every single day on your Instagram. N- no, 
that's mm. like okay fine that works for you but you are actually the anomaly people that doesn't normally work for everyone that brings your engagement down and instagram will look at that and think you're a bot so yeah. If you're following that advice and you're doing that, thinking it's going to work and then not seeing results, you've probably been shadow banned by Instagram or Instagram isn't pushing your content out as much because they think that you're not posting organic content. Yeah. So, yeah, I think unless you have experience within marketing, you can definitely give advice on what you do. But I just think be wary if you're the person giving that information, just be wary that people will follow it as gospel and it's not going to work. And if you're the person taking that information and trying it know that what works for one person will almost definitely not work for you in the same way like otherwise my job would be redundant because there would yeah. be one person saying this is what you need to do on instagram to be a success everybody will follow that one thing and then we'd all be viral you could have literally just written an ebook and being like do this do that and then that's it exactly and that's it and well, it's not because it to, your job is like tailoring what you know to your clients needs what they want what they want to get out of their social media and then you help guide them exactly because it's it's tailoring a strategy to your particular audience and how you want to come across so you're like you said earlier your instagram is all about being sassy and fun and like taking the piss out of yourself more than anything and that's that's what works for you i also work with your sister's company school of lash who also sell products but that would never work for them because they are a lash academy and they train beginner lash tech. So they need to be incredibly educational and post good content for people, especially starting out in the lash industry. You're ultimately selling the same thing. You're both selling lash products, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work for it. And I most of the time will use the same reels on School of Lash and I, as we do the Lash Club because obviously it's the same team. And I can categorically say that the funny ones do really well on the Lash Club and get barely any views on School of Lash yeah you've got each brand and each page has got their own unique selling point and you go Mm -hmm. from there so you tailor your content around that yeah so in short just be careful who you're listening to and just you can take advice but don't follow it like to the t because it's that's just impossible i agree thank you nobody come for me thank you very much so my unpopular opinion is it is more shallow but it's to do with like the avatar kind of profile pictures what people have made where it's like they're holding a tweezer or like um i've seen some like hair ones and stuff and there's nothing wrong and if you're listening you've got one of them i'm really not coming for you i'm really not i'm not that kind of person but i just think from my experience i know a million people have those and right now i can't think of one person who has one no they don't stand out it doesn't stand out and it's not memorable and i think i i had one and i know you did (laughs) (laughs) but um you know i just think and you you were saying actually earlier like what did you say about um branching off and stuff that were yeah so when you have them like that's never going to be your logo forever because that's not a recognizable logo like they've just said like you have millions of people that have them but i can't put one name to somebody that has it but i can tell you exactly what logo you have and what logo i have and what logo whoever what other big lash brands have because they stand out if you're going to venture off and not just be a lash tech not there's anything wrong with that if you want to go into having a product line or 
having an academy or you know online courses or you know whatever it might be that's not going to be your logo forever so you may as well start with something memorable and start being a memorable memorable brand from the beginning with a logo that people are going to instantly recognize and with those avatars they're great but like everybody looks the same in them really yeah they do yeah yeah true um and I just think it's a bit like I think it would better your business if you just like right, right let me have a logo designed and then mm -hmm. really work from there and like set your branding out and choose your colors and stuff like that but the avatar kind of things um they're not my cup of tea and I just it's nothing personal I just don't remember them and I see so many of them and I don't remember them they're are so many great graphic designers and there's so many ways that you can have a logo um that don't need to involve them so we've got some opinions from my instagram and some from claret so we'll start on mine yes. so somebody says not everybody oh by the way we're going to keep these anonymous so people don't get hit and so that yes. this podcast ruin their life so somebody <laughs> said everyone can pull off extreme lengths so what do you think to that i agree yeah i do agree i think people with very small eyes are more suited to like smaller lengths mm -hmm. because i had this client once and she she had like these really diddy eyes and she wanted like 16s and i was like that's yeah. just not gonna i don't think that would suit you and she's like i want 16 and i was like all right and then actually did them smaller i did like 11 12 13 and she said that they were too long Mm -hmm. I was like, sweetie, you want things. <laughs> so, I definitely agree. Yeah, I agree. Before I went to my fabulous Lash Tech now, I went to a Lash Tech who was good, uh, but they were just getting longer and longer and longer and longer and it looked like I could literally fly away. Um, and I look back at pictures now and I think I have fake friends because they did not tell me that I looked as ridiculous as I did. And I wouldn't necessarily say I had the smallest eyes in the world, but I looked a joke i think what happens is so you have a full set let's say you have a full set of all 11s but in like two or three weeks when you have an infill your natural lashes have grown out and the lashes what the extensions what are still on your natural lashes are now longer so them 11s are like 13s now so when mm. the lash tech goes to infill they're putting 11s back in but they think oh shit these look a bit too small so then they might up the length and then that's how that's how i think they get longer because i have done that before um and it texts someone like saying oh no i want them a bit shorter to make me realize oh shit i have done these a bit longer than what they originally wanted but yeah, yeah. um i do agree with that not everyone can pull off extreme lengths i do agree and i also i don't really like extreme lashes yeah me personally like i don't really wear extensions i'm wearing them now but very 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 natural and i'm like when adam done the other day i was like very paranoid that they were going to be like too much mm. but they're not the perfect shout out hope deacon beauty and my lash tech i love her so much <laughs> <laughs> your lashes do look beautiful i love them yeah they are fabulous okay i'm gonna go on the lash clubs ones because we had some i was saying before the lash clubs audience are some of the shadiest hoes <laughs> i've ever come across and i love it i'm so here they're for it i love them they're just shady we like it so i'm gonna start with like a not particularly shady one we'll work our way up so 
I've actually got two. Someone said I hate doing hybrid sets. I've took them off my service menu and someone has said the same, but about classics. Hmm. <laughs> I agree with both. <laughs> <laughs> so as a lash tech, when I was like, a lot of people would ask me for hybrids. Hybrids are very, very popular because if you're like new to extensions, it's like people don't really know what to go for. So they just go straight down middle. I'll have a bit of both. Mm. But that bit of both is different to each lash tech. So for me, what I found myself doing when people booked for hybrids, I'd just do like Russian because I didn't really, I weren't confident in hybrid sets. Mm -hmm. um, whereas now, like I'm more educated on them. But even now, if I did one, I, I don't do like classics with actual classics. I do them with like spikes, like 0 0.3 spikes so that they're more like fluffy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I don't like them to be like really plastic or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do think like a lot of people as well, what I found personally is that a lot of my clients would book hybrids and want Russian, but just book hybrids because it was cheaper. <gasps> so I see where that person's coming from completely. Yeah. I also have just seen an, a new one just pop up just on the same subject that says classic lashes look like wiry spider legs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I've never been like, the top supporter for classics everyone knows that yeah but they are some like what i have on now is classic and they're not done with actual classics these are actually done with my lashes what are like 0.3 mm. and they look like classics and they're really fluffy and like soft so i think it depends on what you use but i know exactly what they mean like when i think of that 0 0.15 0.20 classic lash what's like so thick and plastic and shiny i know exactly what they mean yeah, I definitely, I don't, I've seen a couple of pictures which are like very like shiny plastic classic lashes that mm. like, I think classic lashes, you just want to look like fluffy and natural. And I yeah. just think them big, long, wiry, shiny lashes don't look natural. But then I've also seen some of the most beautiful lash sets be classic lash sets. Yeah, me as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's like personal preference. But as a lash check, I know where they are coming from. You can take that one then, because I am not a lash tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like a dig, weren't it? Like, you're not saying nothing about this. You're not a lash tech. Yeah, you can't talk about this. You're not a lash tech. Brill. <laughs> All right, what about this one? So somebody says, lash decals. Is that how you say it? Decal. Decal. Like, yeah, like, like the glittery stuff. Yeah. She says, lash decals are unsafe. I've <laughs> actually thought that. Yeah, I've definitely As thought that. As a lash tech, I've seen them and thought, is that not too heavy? Is that not unsafe? I mean, Nathan, you've definitely had feathers and bitch please and everything else in your lashes. <laughs> but yeah, like I, not necessarily the coloured lashes, like that's just like lashes, but the glitter yeah. and, and everything else. My first thought when it became like a huge trend around Halloween last year, my first thought was, is that not unsafe for the natural lash health? I think as well, so like it hurts so much when an extension falls off and goes in your eye. That is so painful. But imagine it's like glitter and it's got like a big heart on it. Like imagine that. I bet that is so painful. Um, I think like I see some and they've said actually like, oh, we've just done these for Instagram and removing them straight away. Like they're ridiculous. Yeah. And like they look great and stuff. But um, yeah, I agree actually. I do. I think like realistically as that grows out 
I don't know. I just I've never would it had not be really heavy. Like as it yeah. grows out, would it not make the lash drop and that's, then be really that's heavy? That's what I'm thinking. But I've personally never had them. Other than when I mm. stuck them on a strip lash and made a funny video, but like yeah. actual extensions, I would never have them. And yeah, so I, I can't really say much about that. But I yeah. do agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't know enough about it, but that was my thought, so I would have to agree. I saw some um, of Easter and this girl, she literally had like a full Easter egg on her eye and I was like... What, like a cream egg? Yeah, like, no, like, yeah, but the same <laughs> size, but like <laughs> the decoration, like for a nail, because it's like nail art, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was like, she's literally got an Easter egg on her eye, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I might get a Christmas tree for Christmas and we can revisit this question. They really do look good though, I love them, but... They're fabulous. Personally, I just think, no. Right, next shady one from me. Not from me, so don't come for me. And I'm not going to say who it is because they've actually put in another box. Please don't reveal who I am, lol. Oh, uh, <laughs> tell me after. <laughs> no, maybe. No. <laughs> um, they've put everybody and their mother is trying to be a product line now. Oh, <laughs> that is shade. I get I get where she's coming from. Um I like we we spoke about this last episode, didn't we? Like people going in it for the wrong reasons, yeah. like money and lifestyle and stuff like that. Um but I think you can really separate those people from the people who are passionate and really want to build something. Yeah. And I, I think you can really distinguish the two. Yeah. I would never be like, oh guys, it's so annoying, like you know, everyone's like trying to add products and stuff. I just focus on myself and yeah. like I'm friends with companies and like what they do is what they do, what I do is what I do. And yeah. you know, I just I just keep focused on my business. What do you think yeah. about it? I think well, I work with a lot of lash brands and have spoken to a lot of lash brands. And I think if you're going into it with the right reasons and with the right intentions, and if you want to create something that you as a lash tech would love to have on your you know your workspace and would love to work with like I work with shout out to the bomb lash girls I work with bomb lash and they are incredible and they created products knowing it wouldn't necessarily be the thing that's going to make the millions straight away but because they wanted to create products and packaging and I know it's the same for you that like they really enjoyed having like in their lash trolleys and their workspace and you know they were constantly on the lookout for you know dark black fluffy incredible lashes and they were like well you know if we're always on the lookout for it let's make it let's get that and see where it takes us and you know they're doing really well so I think from that point of view it's really good but I think a lot of people don't realize actually there's a lot of work that goes into having a lash brand and there's a lot of you're working with people's eyes like you could literally if you don't use the right product or you don't do your right research you could make someone go blind I think sometimes you forget that you're working very closely to a very sensitive part of the body so if you're going to have a lash brand you need to be prepared to test your products and research your products and know where they're coming from and what ingredients you're using and how it's going to affect somebody with you know sensitive skin or etc etc so I think people might be trying to have product lines it's not to say that the, those people aren't doing the right research if you're doing the right research and doing it for the right reasons then go for it yeah good for you like yeah. if you really are passionate about it and you want to do better for yourself then go for it and 
I'm like rooting for everyone who's doing that. But exactly, you know what? I know what that person means. Like, because I do see a lot of people just thinking, like, just slapping the name on like a product, what's come straight from the factory. Yeah. Like, I've seen that so clear. Like, it's just unreal. And I just think, I don't know. I've just got a bit more like appreciation, I suppose, because I know what it's like. I know how, how hard it is and how expensive it is as well. Um, so when I do see people who are really trying their best and really want to better themselves, like I'm rooting for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're going into it for the right reasons and you're that passionate about it, you don't care what anybody else is doing and you don't care, you're not copying anyone, you don't care, you know, what last brand's doing what and blah, 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 because you're doing it for you. And I think if you're doing it for you and you're doing it for the right reasons, then like bloody go for it like Sainsbury's Tesco's Asda whoever else they're all selling the same products yeah exactly like but they're all still making their millions like if you know you can walk into the same supermarket once you're in there you don't have a clue which one you're in really but they're all still doing brilliantly so you know why can't there be multiple different lash brands doing well there's enough room for everyone there absolutely is a million percent all right so these two questions are very very similar so somebody says d curl is too curly and then somebody said DD curl is not the vibe, it's gross. Sorry. I had one of those on the Lash Club as well. I hate D curls. Um, I mean, I don't hate, I do hate double D curl. That's just not for me. Um, have you ever seen them? No. Oh, Chloe, I'm going to show you like after. Like, I don't know. It depends on what the client wants, doesn't it? But if a client ever came to me and said and showed me a picture and were like, I want these, I'd be like, no. <laughs> no, sorry. it's just not my kind of style. Um, but each to their own, I suppose. As for like D curl, I used to be obsessed with D curl, but that was before I knew about CC curl. So now like I don't use D curl, but I still sell a lot of them and I know a yeah. lot of people still use them. Um but I agree because I personally would think if I did decurl on my clients that they'd be too curly. So it's just personal preference, I think. But what do you like? Do you like really curly lashes? No, not really. I think I have either C curl or CC curl. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't like really curly lashes. Um, I would hate the thought of them even getting near like touching my eyes um yeah no not for me not for me that's i agree um but it's it's just personal preference isn't it yeah so my next unpopular opinion is nobody cares about skill anymore they just care about speed and cheap prices oh that's directed at clients clients hmm I would say, like, as a client, no, but that's because I like the best in life. And also, I have nice eyes. Like, I want them to be nice. So I'm happy to, like, pay yeah. the price. Um, but there are definitely people that would rather pay for lashes than their rent. So, like, people that think that, like, lashes are a necessity m- might pay for cheaper so they can get them done all the time and and everything else you know I think there are very much two different types of clients there are people that get their lashes done because you know it's cheap I think there's definitely that type of client but there's also the client that loves like like I love getting my lashes done because I like to feel pampered and like 
I like it to be a luxury and it's like a treat away from my business and like an hour to close my eyes and just I physically cannot do anything to do with my business because my eyes are closed so like I'll pay that price and I don't care what it is to be able to get that luxury experience so it depends whether people see it as like a luxury or a necessity I would say that's like really really good way to explain things actually that's really I've never thought about that but that is really true yeah um, like I've had clients come to me before and say like oh I know so and so does these kind of sets in like an hour or an hour and a half whatever and I'm like well I don't I spend two hours at least yeah. and you know this is how much my lashes are and oh like this woman once said to me like oh well I know someone who does it for like cheaper and I'm like feel free you know yeah. but this is my this is how long I take and these are my prices and I'm really lucky now because I had a lot of regulars and then when I moved to my office I narrowed it down to like 10 or 12 regulars and each one of them knows what I do they appreciate what I do and they will pay the full price like they don't rush me so I'm very lucky now and I don't get stressed out about that anymore but I definitely did and I completely see where that person's coming from because it does feel like that sometimes when like you know you it's like when you get a load of good reviews you get one bad review it's that one bad one you focus on so like she might have a load of good clients and then she gets one and it's like oh no you're too slow or you're too expensive then that like sort of puts a bad taste in her mouth and then she's like you know yeah I think it comes down to the way you market yourself as a business and how you want to come across do you want to come across as somebody that is there because you're quick and efficient and you get the job done or do you want to come across as somebody that is a luxury high-end experience and as a result of that can pay you know people do pay you luxury prices I think that's the thing is it depends who you want to be as the lash tech do you want to be the like wham bam thank you ma'am kind of done in half an hour like quick infill or do you want to be the person who has like the nice chilled music playing and like the really comfy lash bed and like you know everything else and make it really luxury I think that's it and I think there's very much like I say two different types of clients and it just depends who you want to attract yeah it's a tricky question but I think the answer is you've really got to get to a point where you've like um you not know narrow- who you want to work with yeah yeah and like you're willing to turn that kind of customer away mm-hmm. um like you want customers like I said earlier like my regulars now like they're the kind of customers what you want yeah. like appreciate what you do um but I, I also believe like at the start of your career you really need to just get people in do them and learn so it's it's a bit tricky it's yeah. a bit of like I'm like contradicting myself but I don't know I think as time goes on like you grow that confidence where you're like you know what no I don't want to do your lashes like that person yeah. makes me uncomfortable or like that person like I used to have a client who used to like complain about how expensive my lashes were and stuff and like I just think well why are you sat in my chair then yeah like, <laughs> keep coming back to me if I'm too expensive like stop trying to put me down because you feel like you're paying too much if you feel like paying too much go to someone else yeah there are people that will charge less like I think it's all about managing your client's expectations so if from the get-go you say when you're first starting out I'm just starting out they're not going to be exactly what you see in you know everybody else's photos have been doing it for five years and it might take a bit longer but you know it's a reduced price because I'm practicing done they know exactly what they're getting and that's it and then if you increase your prices you know I've been lashing for two years now and I'm really fucking good at my job and I'm going to charge accordingly go somewhere else if you want to be you know paying less prices or come to me because you want the best and you want luxury 
they know exactly what they're getting. I think so long as you're transparent the whole time, people yeah. will be just as transparent with you as you are with them. So if you say I'm up in my prices or my price, prices are X, Y, and Z, you'll get people that will be like, okay, I don't care how much you are, I'm booking in. Or you get people that be like, I'm too expensive, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's it's smart to have that sort of like disclaimer, like yeah, how long it take. This is you know just some information about lashes because it's sort of like preparing yourself for anything bad what might come your way after. So I definitely yeah. agree with that. But that's yeah. a really tricky question because a part of me agrees, a part of me disagrees. So yeah, I think so we've got. A well. Yeah, I think so. Do I? I think just like a tip for anyone that is worried about that sort of thing something that I've seen um actually one of my clients in America do is um when she has on there like classic sets she literally puts on there this will take me up to two hours please leave two hours at the salon for this like this is how long the maximum time it's going to take so I think that's a really good idea to have on your website is not just what you're offering or your booking system not just what you're offering but actually how long the client should leave available for that appointment and then you've got you know no worries about somebody being like well I need you to be quicker well yeah, you know absolutely. you booked and that's what it said I think we answered that very very well and I think that is going to benefit that person I hope so. I think it will. Let us know if it's benefited you <laughs> or if you think we're talking crap. <laughs> All right. So the next one is I can't stand mega volume. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's so shady. I love mega volume so much. Like, I really do. I love, I never used to love natural looking lashes, like doing them. But, um, I think when we came out of lockdown, a lot of my regulars who came back were like, Nathan, I've just had a big break. I don't want big, long and full again. I, mm -hmm. I want to ease myself back in. And they had more natural. And that's when I really appreciated natural looking sets and like more fluffy and like softer because people had just had a like a massive break. They didn't want to have caterpillars back on their eyes. <laughs> so I don't know. I yeah. think. Um, but personally, I love mega volume. I know you like fullness as well, don't you? So Yes. I do like fullness. What I don't like is, oh my God, if we've got anyone from America listen to us, I'm very generalizing here, but I have seen some American lash techs that do like mega, mega, mega volume lashes where like you literally can't even tell whether it's just like one, you know, you can't tell one fan from the next. It's just like black on the eye. And then, like 25 millimeter kind of set. Like they are very yeah, mega. like that's and I don't like that, and I have seen them where they're like that huge, and then they also have like bottom lash extensions. One of the questions, yeah. well, one of the answers we had on Lash Club is somebody saying bottom lash extensions and then a sick face. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just gonna tie that in with this one. I agree with the t with the sick face. I don't like that. I'm not sure. I've seen some where they do look nice. And they're not too full on, but that's not mega volume to me. But what you're saying, I completely agree. Those like really, really long top and bottom. It's just black all around the eye. Like I completely agree. But I've never actually done bottom lashes before. So I don't really know like too much about them. But 
I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Because you can't sort of like say, you know, like if you saw like one bad set of classics, you have like all classics are vile. Yeah. So it really does depend on the person and like the style or whatever, um, and the client as well. Does it suit them? Yeah. I've, I've seen some like where it does suit them. Um. So have I. It's like it's personal taste, isn't it? It's what you feel confident in. If it, we're sitting here now saying like a sick face, but somebody's probably listened there with their like mega mega volume top and bottom lashes thinking well screw you i love them and i think if yeah. you love them and you don't mind doing them then again go for it but and yeah, if you if you really like i mean it suits you then you don't really give a shit what anyone else has got <laughs> to say about it then live your life yeah so my last one i feel like we should save some we should do like a part two three four and five because i've got loads coming through now definitely we want to make this like regular don't we we want yeah. like a little section on the odd episode where it's like a few unpopular opinions yeah. i think that'd be a really good feature yeah definitely so i'm gonna leave it on this one which is easy fans isn't cheating oh i thought it is no <laughs> it isn't <laughs> um yeah i agree i don't think easy fans is is cheating at all um i never were i've always done handmade fans but i got to a point maybe like two years ago where i really started using easy fans and i just fell in love with them um, and now i stop easy fans but i still use my handmade fans um one thing i do think though and this might be a bit of an unpopular opinion i don't think when new qualified lash checks go on a course that they should be taught using easy fans no. i think they should just learn the hard way and then they're covered then it's sort of like you know if you just learn how to do handmade like say you have a client who's a lash tech and says no i don't like easy fans can you please do handmade if you don't have to do handmade then you're screwed and you've just lost yeah um, but um no i agree with it like easy fans is not cheating and i had some way like easy fans are this easy fans are that it depends on the brand and it depends yeah. on i think easy fans have got their own sort of style um but yeah i don't really know but i don't think that easy fans are cheating no i don't i think in terms of people learning like if you're a new lash tech and you learn with easy fans i feel like that's the same as when you learn to drive a car and you learn in an automatic and you, you know what? I, was I was just thinking about that, whilst <laughs> I was doing that yeah i think it's like that it's like if you learn an automatic and you only have your automatic license you're then stuck because you would then have to completely relearn everything to be able to drive a manual and i feel like it's that it's that same thing with easy fans i think you should definitely start learning you know fanning and handmade fans and then if you want to move to easy fans then you can but you don't need to start again to move on to easy fans so I think there's that and I also think that they're not necessarily suited for every single lash set or lash style yeah. and I do think that it depends on the brand because I've seen some shocking easy fans that are like a really like thick square base and I just mm. think like who's how is that even sticking to a natural lash like no but I've also seen some brilliant easy fans that have like a really beautiful really thin base and you would be able to tell that they're not handmade yeah i agree so yeah i think they're not cheating but i think you're cheating yourself if you start learning with easy fans yeah and i, I just think it's just cover all bases and mm -hmm. just learn like the hardware you'll be glad that you did it i think 
preach. <laughs> right, last one from me. Okay. Someone said, online trained lash checks, I said what I said. That is pure shade. And then someone else said, all accredited training courses should allow students to practice on live models. Um, mm. The second one, definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, just purely because I've been on courses, you know, when School of Lash are doing courses, sometimes I'm there and I'll watch and I can see it is so different when you are practicing doing lashes on a mannequin than it is on an actual person. Some people find it easier, yeah. some people find it more difficult, but it is completely different. And I know that as well because I do a lot of sets and I did this in lockdown where I was doing it on the doll head and stuff. That was so easy, mm -hmm. but you know, I sort of got used to that. And then when we were coming to do it on a person again, I was like, oh, I forgot how different it is. So I just. Yeah, because a person's eye has like movement and like yeah. it flickers and. And layers you know, and lashes. Exactly. And I think a doll's head is very one dimensional. They're like bulk produced for ease and that's fine. But I think you need to practice on humans so that you can see different eyes and like different eye shapes and different layers and different natural lashes and you won't get that if you're just practicing on a doll's head completely agree um so the first one was online trained lash text i said what i said i want to start with you what do you think i have a very strong opinion about this um which I voiced once today, but I'm happy to voice it again. <laughs> so I disagree. Um, I think there are much the same as there are two different types of clients. I think there's two different types of students. There's one student who wants, you know, to go on Groupon and to get a really quick deal doing something and they want to it, they want it to be quick and they want it to be cheap and they're not in it because they have a genuine passion and love for that topic and they they want to learn um so i think as a result of that there have been very very cheap courses produced to match those customers i think they are absolute horseshit and should not exist i think it's absolutely ridiculous i think you are literally like we said earlier working with really sensitive body parts and you have to take such caution when working with them and I think if you're in that mindset that I'm just going to do a quick course and I'm going to you know become qualified and then I'm going to be fully booked and I'm going to be on millions like that's very unrealistic yeah, and I just I, you're like doomed for failure yeah exactly but I think there are instances where online courses are perfectly suited for people so a couple of years ago I would have hated nothing more than going to an in-house course because I suffered really badly of social anxiety um and I would never have in a million years gone to an in-house course for something with strangers and driving somewhere I don't know however that doesn't mean that I should be limited to what I'm qualified in and you know what I'm skilled in and my potential career path just because I have severe anxiety so an online course back then would have been absolutely perfect for me I also think a lot of people go into the lash profession to have hours that work around their lifestyle, whether they've got kids or pets or illnesses or whatever else. So yeah. why should a course not match that? And I think an online training course is perfect for that. So again, I think it's the type of person booking the course. And if you are in it for the right reasons and you genuinely have fallen in love with something and you want to 
expand your knowledge and you want to become qualified you'll pay however much it costs to get qualified in that and i think that's where it can work really well it's like it's going to be the biggest investment of your new career so yeah. me personally i don't know because we went on really shitty cheap courses actually <laughs> 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 you're so good i mean i can't remember how much they were but um they weren't like dead they weren't like 20 pound courses um but i mean i i know where that person's coming from but i think we spoke about this earlier didn't we like you see like when people have commented on my videos like oh lash extensions ruin your natural lashes they really don't that's just that client that person has had a bad experience and yeah, now they're generalizing the rest of lashes by saying yeah. oh, like don't get your lashes done because they rip your natural lashes out they really don't it's just you've had a bad experience you've gone to someone who's not done that good of a job mm -hmm. that now you feel like that and i completely understand that um but i feel like it's the same thing with training like definitely in the lash world there's a few distinct companies what do really cheap courses online and i have known hundreds and hundreds of people to go on them and come off and not know what they're doing yeah. you don't know where to start like these courses you really do get what you pay for if it's a 20 pound course it really is what you get you get what you pay for yeah. so but i don't think it's fair to sort of then say right all online courses are shit just because of the few bad ones and i personally have seen where school of lash does really really good online training and i know people who've done them courses and now they're like They've got really good careers and they're really talented at what they do yeah because they went on a good course yeah i think i've definitely seen working with school of lash that we have quite a few people that say um i want to come and train with you because i've done such a cheap course and i just don't feel experienced in it and i feel like it was a waste of money i think again school of lash reputation is amazing you know we've had some absolutely incredible lash techs trade with us i mean everybody that's trained with us has gone on to be incredible and as a result of that you know we've got people one of my friends actually booked a course with the school of lash an online course because i'm four hours away you yeah. can't you know she doesn't want to she doesn't, she's got a nine to five she doesn't have time to travel four hours for a course so she's doing it online around her nine to five so i think in that respect it can be really good if you've got a good reputable training academy and you want to be trained by them because you know they're one of the best but you don't want to travel that way an online course is amazing and i think it's also really good if you see an academy that's got in-house and then they've mirrored their in-house course for an online course i think that's really really good um so yeah i think they can be incredible i agree i just think don't let a few bad apples is that a saying <laughs> you and your sayings recently <laughs> i'm sure something about bad apples ruining the rest of the bunch or something yeah yeah we'll go with that whatever whatever the saying is I've i think not. what bad apples spoil whatever yeah something to do with apples <laughs> um, but yeah that's all of our unpopular opinions we actually had a few more um mm -hmm. but we like we said earlier we really want to make this a feature on the future episodes and just have like a quick section like let's share some unpopular opinions they're always anonymous and i just think that's going to be really fun for viewers to sort of think oh i wonder who said that and like yeah. oh why did they say that and you know like but 
you know it's an i think it's fun i think it's yeah. really fun to have unpopular opinions because i mean nine times out of ten the unpopular opinions are, are quite popular but just nobody wants to say it yeah yeah um, i've done that a lot but yeah, it's so really fun i i enjoy doing them and obviously we're both very opinionated so we are we are and it's normal if we disagree on something yeah we'll fight about it later yeah i'll meet you at some point yeah 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 <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much if you made it this far for listening in and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.